As we go into the Word of God today, we believe that God's going to touch you in a mighty way, and we believe that God's got something special for you in the spirit of faith today as we're receiving a fresh supply of faith because we've been teaching on the subject of faith, and uh, we're going to continue on that line today. So, Father, as we go before you today, we thank you for utterance, even as your Word declares to pray for boldness, to pray for utterance. And, Lord, we thank you today for the fresh touch of the Holy Spirit upon each and every person's life. And today, Father God, we thank you for helping us to go to a new level in the faith life, even as your word says that we're to go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. And today, Father, we'll give you all praise, honor, and glory for every need met once again in this place in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, please open them up today to uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 6, and then we're going to go over to Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, and uh, we believe that the Lord's got some good things for us once again today, amen? But in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, a very familiar passage of Scripture for those that uh, know something about faith, it's one that we have to always keep close to us. But it says here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith, and to mind you that this is written to believers, but without faith it's impossible. Everybody say impossible. It's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, the scripture tells us here that without faith it's impossible, not improbable, to please him. And that by coming to God, we must believe that he is. And that at least means two things. That means, number one, that God exists, right? But then also, two, number two, it believes, uh, it tells us that God is God, right? That he's the God of all gods. Just like we sang a few minutes ago about who he is, who he is. And who the Lord wants to become to us is who we believe him to be. But we cannot believe him to be something that we don't know or have knowledge of that he actually is. And mind you, where would we get that information from? We would get that information from the written word of God. Amen? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we receive from the written word of God, we receive faith. And uh, we receive a a fresh supply of that. But as we sang earlier uh, about this is who you are, this is who you are. Think about this, that who is he? Well, when the Lord came to the father of our faith, the Bible says, Abraham in the Old Testament, uh, the Lord said, I'm El Shaddai. In other words, I'm Almighty God. And who is Almighty God? He's the God who's more than enough. Not the God who's barely enough, but the God who's more than enough. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. Well, he is, but we need to believe him as such, right? So we know it takes faith to please him. Well, God would be unjust for us to believe something about him or his will for our life if we did not have actual knowledge about who he was first, right? So it's important for us, it's imperative, mind you, that we study the word of God to know what it says in regard to faith. I remind you again that in Mark 11, verse 20, it says, have faith in God. When Jesus, before he cursed that fig tree, he said, have faith in God, right? And then he talked about the power of words and then in verse 24, the power of prayer. 
And of course, when you're praying, you are saying words. But Jesus knew what he was talking about. And he knew that faith in God would move the biggest mountain. So for us, that uh, gives us a great delight and a great joy to know that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that nothing is too difficult for him. Amen? So when we come to God on the grounds of faith, believing him, we can have a productive prayer life and we can receive whatever it is that God has promised to us. That's why it says over there in the book of 1 John chapter 5, it says, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we have the petitions that we've desired of him. Amen? So it is that it takes faith to please God, and faith begins where the will of God is known for sure. Now, with that in mind, I want you to turn over with me to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, Matthew, Mark. All right? Mark chapter 4. And we want to read this particular passage today about the experience that Jesus had with his disciples when he gave the command to go to the other side. Now, you might be here today or listening today and thinking, you know, I've got some things challenging me in my life, and how am I going to make it through? Well, I've got good news for you. The Lord is on your side. Amen? And even as... We sang earlier, and I refer back to this, about who God is. We have to remember not only is he the same, but also, too, we find in Psalm 91, with so much fear uh, going rampant in the world today, that in God we place our faith. We shouldn't be afraid of the Lord because we know already that he's on our side as a Christian. Amen? But we need to realize the fact that as we read, and it's quoted so many times, Uh, especially nowadays, but to feel and receive the full import of it, that Psalm 91 is really a confession. It's really a confession. And if you think about it, what the uh, the, the psalmist of old said there when he said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? Well, he's Almighty God, right? And what does he go on to say then in the next verse? I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. Now, we could read on through that whole psalm today. We won't take time to do that. But what are we saying about the Lord? Who is he? He's my rock. He's my refuge. He's my God. In him will I trust, right? So who is God to us today? Is he the one that we can trust? You might have gone through life and had different friends, maybe even close family members that you could, you thought you could rely upon. How many's ever had somebody that were a friendship go bad or somebody that you thought that you could depend upon that it turned out that you couldn't depend upon them, right? Probably all of us have had that situation in our life. Well, I'm here to tell you today that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's the friend who sticks closer than a brother. Amen? So he's not going to change his mind or his will. This is something he's already predisposed to do. Glory to God. And so when, when, the, when the psalmist of old said, now mind you in the Old Testament, I will say of the Lord who he is, he was saying something, right? So we have the power of words right there. And there's so many other places we could look at in the Holy Scriptures that uh, uh, validate that truth. But our words are important. What we say about God is who he will become to us. 
Now, that's the reason why you can have a Christian that goes through life and gets kicked around and pushed around by the devil and all of his cohorts trying to discourage them and depress them. But I've got good news today because if Jesus is the same and his word is the same, and mind you, his word and him are one. They never differentiate. They never contradict one another. I encourage you today to know the fact that when you're going through something and even when you can't trust someone you thought you could trust who was at one time trustworthy, you can do more than go to the bank with the Lord. You can totally trust him in everything. Amen. Everything that he said, everything you can do through him. That's why Paul said there in the Philippians, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. Think about that. That's a wonderful thing to meditate upon. But when Paul said that, was he just Paul's God or is he our God today too? He's our God. Amen. That's why it's so exciting to live in these days in which we're living when the spirit of fear is running rampant in the world. We as believers know the truth about things. And what did Jesus say as we quoted earlier in John 8:32? If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples and you'll what? You'll know the truth. You'll know the truth. What? And it'll do what? It'll set you free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's pick up here in Mark 4 and verse 35. And I want you to notice some things here as we're looking at this here for the next few minutes about this truth, particular truth about the word of the Lord. Now, Jesus, mind you, had uh, he'd already this is after if you read this uh, with the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, they give each an account of this same story. But we're reading it out of Mark's gospel today. So the word synoptic simply means to see together, right? So you pick up bits and pieces just like you would with a 3D camera. You have a a greater depth perception, right? All right. Well, as we read this, mind you, he's already gave his Sermon on the Mount, as it's told in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He ends up uh, there uh, in uh, Matthew 8, 16, and 17, uh, healing the sick and even was come. Right? But now, even if you back up a little bit to the end of chapter 7, what you find out is that Jesus said, He who hears my sayings and does them, I'm going to liken to what? A wise man that built his house on the rock. Now, do you think that that was good for all time? Or just for a short period of time? It's good for all time. Amen? And so, when Jesus said, He who hears my sayings and does them, I'm going to liken unto a man who built his house on the rock. And guess what? The storms came to the man who not only heard, but did what Jesus said. The, the storms of life still came to him, right? And then he said, as those storms came, the house didn't fall. It was, the storm was beating vehemently on that house. But because that house was founded on the rock, it was still standing after the storm passed. But he said, I'll liken a foolish man to the one who hears my words and doesn't do them to the man who had the house that he built was on the sand of the seashore. And that sand shifts, right? Have you ever noticed that going down to the Pacific Ocean? And you might build a sand castle or something, and it's there one minute, and the next minute a big wave comes in and washes that baby all away. Well, you see... On Christ, this solid rock, I stand. 
All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. There's a song out there with those words in it. So you get the picture. If you build your house on the sand, it's not going to be a firm foundation. Right? And we have someone who builds here today, and they know a little bit about building, quite a bit about building, a lot more than I know about it. But the thing about it is they know you're not going to build your house with no foundation. (laughs) If you don't build the right foundation, forget it. The thing's tweaked, and it's not going to work out very well. Amen? So Jesus said that storm, that same storm that came to the one who built his house on the rock could not withstand that storm, and great was the ruin thereof. Great was the ruin thereof. So as Christians, we can do more than, as I said earlier, go to the bank on the words of Jesus and what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. That is good news. So let's pick up here and read in Mark chapter 4. I wanted to set the stage for it because then, oh, and by the way, I need to add this in here because this is important, is that he finishes up that teaching there in Matthew 7 before he cleanses the leper in chapter in the beginning of chapter 8 by telling us that those the scribes that were listening that day those were listening round about that guess what they uh they were bewildered they were bewildered because he taught them as one and the disciples there that day mind you uh rather they they were bewildered because of they were not as the scribes. He taught them the one, one that had authority. Now, what was the authority that he taught them that early on in his ministry that they had? That they had the authority to decide where they were going to build their house. Now, think about that. They had the authority to decide after they heard the words of Jesus, where am I going to build my house? See, we have a choice every day. Where are we going to build our house? Where are we going to build our refuge at? Are we going to build it on a shifty, ever-changing ebb and flow of the world system, of the world's way of thinking? Or are we going to build it on this right here? It will never change. Glory to God. And that's good news. All right, so we set the stage with that. He got through healing the sick. So the Lord Jesus, after the Sermon on the Mount, the healing of the sick, and telling them they had authority. Now guess what happened? We pick up in Mark chapter 4 and in verse 35. And it says, In the same day when even was come, he saith unto him, them, let us pass over unto the other side. Now what is this? This is the word of the Lord, right? This is the word of the Lord. This is the Lord Jesus Christ himself telling them what they needed to do. All right? So who is Jesus? Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Lord God Almighty, right? And so this is God speaking. This is the word of the Lord. Think about that. Then in verse 36, it says, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. So there was a kind of an entourage, if you will. And picking up in verse 37, it says, And there was arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow think about that the nerve of him the storm's on and he's sleeping (laughs) have you ever felt like god was sleeping in your situation and he was not working in your situation like you thought he should and that he was not paying attention to your prayers well mind you the word of the Lord had already been given forth to them. I, I tell you this, that he's never sleeping. 
The Bible tells us he neither slumbers nor sleeps, right? So as we read on here, so he's asleep and they awaken him, his disciples, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you see that the storm is on? Have you ever felt that way in your life to where you went and to the Lord and kind of boo-hooed and said, Well, Lord, don't you care? Don't you see what's going on? Don't you see that this is all this nasty stuff has happened? Where are you at? What are you doing? Are you sleeping? Right? Have you ever felt that way? Maybe you didn't say that, but maybe you felt that way. Well, here is his disciples this day. That Now, what did he say earlier? He said he taught them as one having authority, that they had authority, and not as the scribes. Right? So they already had knowledge of the fact that they had authority in their life, and they had authority to do whatever God told them to do. So now they're getting a lesson. They're getting schooled in the arena of faith. They're getting ready to here by the Lord. So they go to him, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now, what did Jesus do to the wind? Did he think be calm or did he speak to it? He spoke to it, didn't he? He said something to it. See, here's a great truth. Jesus said later on in Matthew, he said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So in other words, he told us that heaven is going to only permit or back or allow, whichever way it goes, whatever we say about something. And if whatever we say about something is based on what God has already said about it, like right here, he said, let us go to the other side. So they could have got up at that point and they could have exercised authority and told it to stop because they already had the word of the Lord, right? Mm, What a powerful truth. What a powerful truth there. So you can speak to your situations when the devil tries to come and harass you and tell you you're not good enough, that God's not on your side, he's sleeping, he's whatever. You can tell the devil right to his face and say, no, you don't, devil, in Jesus' name, because my God is my God. He's on my side. He's not sleeping. He is my refuge. He's my place, my source of strength, my place to go in time of trouble, and nothing is too difficult for him. Nothing is too difficult for him. Let's say that together. Nothing is too difficult for him. Amen. So he arises and he says, peace and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And look at verse 40. He said unto them, why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? In another place, in another gospel, he said, little faith, right? Well, little faith, no faith. They could have operated in the plan and the will of God by them taking their authority and rising up and stopping that storm, but they didn't do it. So guess what? The Lord is giving them a gentle rebuke here and saying, why are you fearful? There's no reason to be afraid. And I want to tell you something today, brothers and sisters, that there's no reason for us to be afraid today because God is on our side. And we learn a great lesson in this story, several things actually, But the bottom line in this is we don't have to be afraid of the times we're living in. We don't have to be afraid of the times we're living in. Why? Because God has already made known his will for us. 
to, for us and to us. Amen? That's why I love it. As you read there in Psalm 91, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Right? Saying of the Lord, if you go down to verse 5, it says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand, I love this, get this, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now, do we believe that? Is it a good time, do you think, the day in which we live in to believe this psalm? Is it good to believe? Now, think about this, making this whole thing a confession every day over your life. I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. What are we saying to him? Are we saying he's on our side? Are we saying that God is for us? Even as the scripture says in another place, it says that, yea, if God be for me, who can be against me? In Romans chapter 8. In other words, Paul's saying by the Spirit of God to believers, which is apropos and for us today, he said it doesn't matter who's against you. I mean, if God is on your side, the deck has been predetermined and pre-stacked in your favor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's good news, isn't it? So did the Lord care that these, uh, these precious disciples were going to perish? I mean, think about it. Jesus is asleep, right? He's sleeping through the storm. Why? Because he, he knew his words were out there working for him. He said, let us go to the other side. Now, for the, us to go, him included, then he's not going to make it if the ship sinks. But already he had the command of faith. And he had been given, he had given that, and now he's asleep, and his disciples are fretting. Yeah, the boat was filling with water. Your life may be filling up with all kinds of stuff that you're not looking for and expecting after you prayed. But the good news is, is praise God, God is not asleep in your ship, wherever you're at, because he's for you, not against you. Amen? So learn the lesson that uh, the disciples learned that day, that there's no reason to not Believe God. There's no reason to be fearful. And as he said to his disciples, how is it you have no faith? How is it? In other words, why do you not have faith? Because how did they have faith in God? Because the Lord had said, God speaking, let us go to the other side. Do you see that? Do you see that? That's so important. So make sure that your words align and are in agreement with what God said. Because if they are, then glory to God, then you and God make a majority and you can go safely to the other side in the midst of the storm when the storm is going on, when lots of things are happening that you don't want to have happen in your life. You can, as the Bible says there in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I said, we walk by faith. How? By faith. Faith in who? Faith in God. Faith in God, because God is going to see us through. Amen? So every day when you get up, begin to thank the Lord that he's on your side and that he's going to safely see you through the day. And praise God. What a time to believe Psalm 91. Oh, that no plague will come nigh thy dwelling. Think about that. No plague will come near your dwelling. No plague. What, is it, what does no mean? None. N-O-N-E. Right? So should we, we be afraid of what's going on in the world? Everything in the world radiates fear. Everything from the Word of God for the believer should radiate faith. And it will as we trust Him and take Him at His Word. Amen.
Well, Lord, today we thank you for your precious word. We thank you for teaching us these lessons and these examples in the precious word about what faith is and about how it overcomes the challenges of this life and how that fear stops your hand rather than we can give place to faith and see faith in you work and see our needs met. So today, Father, as we pray for those tuning in and those here, we thank you, Father God, for the opportunity we have to be strengthened with might in our inner man, according to Ephesians chapter 3, that, Lord God, we would realize that the strength that we have is spiritual strength. It comes from the inside, but it comes because we have knowledge of your will. Faith is spiritual, and it's of the heart, and it's of the heart that man believes. And, Father, we thank you. And we praise you and we glorify you for every need met today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's lift our hands. Let's thank him. Father, I thank you today for helping every person, Father God, to excel and be strengthened with might in their inner man. And I thank you, Father God, for opening up the word even as we read it uh, today, later today. Tomorrow, the next day, this next week, that, Father, we'll see examples in the Word of God that apply to us today, even as the Master did that day when he said, let us go to the other side. Father God, our trust and our confidence is in you. And, Father, as we go from this place today, we thank you for that fresh supply of faith, and we thank you for every need met. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.